0: Hello everyone and welcome to the No Regrets Podcast. The very first episode is all about myself and the struggles that I've had. The reason I've called this the No Regrets Podcast is because I don't want to have any regrets in my life. Every move I make, every step I take, I don't want it to be a regretful decision. When I'm 70, 80, 90 years old, sitting in a care home, I don't want to look back and think, I could have done a lot more. I didn't challenge myself and I didn't push myself. So I basically want to implement this whole thing into my life and make sure that I live the best life I possibly can. This episode is actually inspired by one of my good friends, Imran. Side note, myself, Imran and George, we do our own podcast called The Unstructured and we have our own YouTube channel, which I'm going to leave a link to in the description. On one of the episodes that we released, we start to discuss this podcast. I tell both of them that I've already recorded my first episode, but I wasn't happy with it. It was basically down to, it's not very genuine, it was kind of record one for the sake of it. The boys opened my eyes up to the idea that my first episode being one which was all about myself, And the struggles that I've had. So, without further ado, I'm going to jump straight into this week's episode, which is all about my gambling addiction. (sighs) Where do I start? This is actually a really difficult episode to record. Apart from the last couple months, I actually can't remember a life without gambling. Whether it be myself gambling when I was younger or friends and family who gamble, it's always been there. I'd say the earliest memories of gambling for me would be something as simple as going into like a little arcade you know playing on the the 1p and 2p machines you get used to at a young age and you think this is kind of the norm this is what it's about and then as time goes on it it becomes a bit more than that I used to get given fruit machines and arcade machines as birthday presents and it's not like I'm blaming the people around me for how I ended up in this situation because it's all down to me I'm not going to, I'm not going to bullshit anyone. The problems started though, when I turned 18 and I could enter casinos and I could enter bookies legally. It was at this point that I was working more hours at my work. So I was getting more money, which I would then go to the bookies and start placing small bets. They start off at one pound and two pound and they slowly increase and increase and increase. This may shock a lot of people. And... I say this with a heavy heart because it's not something I'm happy about. It's not something that is in my brain that I enjoy saying out loud. One of my family members sadly passed away and they left me some money in their will. Over the course of five, six months, I spent about £2,000 of the money that I got left. This wasn't all in one go, it was the accumulation of a couple pound bets on the weekend to turning to every day. It even got to a point where there were days that I missed college and went to the bookies instead. I still remember a day vividly where I lost about £250 in one day. I started putting this out on social media, on my stories and everything like that. I would record myself picking a selection, going into the bookies, placing the bet, record myself reacting to the result. Of course, the only ones I actually put out on my story were the ones that I won. So you can imagine how many times I actually lost. I would then get interaction from people on my socials who were asking me for tips and advice on the next race that came up and things like that. And I actually managed to give a good winner. I'd say that's a key point in this whole story because that satisfaction I got from tipping that horse winner to everyone else made me want to keep going and keep doing this. Around this time, I also had no idea of what I wanted to do with myself after college. I had no clue if I wanted to go to university. I was kind of in a bit of a stalemate. I got some advice of some family and friends, so I decided to jet off to Australia. Big part of me actually going to Australia was to try and clear my head from this whole addiction because I knew it was a problem. I knew at that point, that I couldn't keep going the way I was going. had an absolute blast of a time. I didn't gamble for 10 weeks straight while I was over there. It was refreshing and amazing. I'd say a big part of why I actually gambled in the first place though, was because I felt like I didn't have any money. I felt poor and instead of actually channeling that energy into something positive and making loads of money, working two or three jobs, I decided to try and cheat my way out of it and gamble my way there. So when I was over in Australia, not being able to gamble for many different reasons, actually, it kind of helped me out. I couldn't actually gamble over there. All the sites were blocked online and walking into a bookies over in Australia was a lot different to here. I couldn't do anything. This means that I went nine and a half to 10 weeks without any gambling at all, which is probably a contributing factor to why... Australia has been one of the best experiences for me. When I came back, it was kind of like nothing had changed. Jumped straight back into my old life, the same work, the same day-to-day life. Wasn't really looking after myself in terms of fitness and stuff like that, which I did over in Australia. I kind of just spiraled out of control from there. It got to a point where I was so addicted to this, I was starting to spend money I didn't have. I came across an overdraft. So I started off with, £100 as an overdraft limit. It started off as being just to help me along the way because I was spending all my money on gambling. However, I started using that money to try and gamble with. Now my thought process at the time, if I can gamble and win, I can pay off this overdraft and then I'll have some excess money which I can spend. Now of course I lost, so that £100 went just like that. So then I upped it to £250. The same thought process went along in my head was that now I've got more money in my account, I can try and win back the £100 that I've lost, pay it all back, and it will be problem solved. Again, that didn't happen. And you can tell as the story goes on, I actually got into an overdraft limit of £1,500. I was starting to struggle. I was starting to ask my family and friends for money because I was so much in debt. My mum actually found out about this. We had a long conversation, tears were shed, and thinking back it was not the best time of my life i had a second job at the time as well and i actually got fired from that job because i was stealing money to help fund this addiction i bet you didn't know that eh? it's weird coming out and talking about all of this because You brush them under the carpet because you're not proud of them. You're not. You want to portray yourself as the best person you can be. And when you've done so many things like this that aren't the best, you don't want to come out and say it. Sometimes you've got to. I do realise the effect it's had on other people as well as me. And I appreciate that if you're listening to this now, your opinion of me may change for better or for worse. Now, you see, at this point, you're funding a gambling addiction with stolen money with asking friends and family for their money with borrowed money from the bank at what point do you stop and realize what on earth are you doing now a lot of people who've never gambled in their life probably think what the fuck think about what you're doing to yourself but also think about what you're doing to your family and friends this never crosses your mind when you're addicted you've only got one thing on your mind like any addiction after i got fired i made up an excuse and lied to everyone and said that they couldn't keep me on because they didn't have enough money to pay me at the time I kind of just thought brush it under the carpet just like any addiction brush it under the carpet the process in order to start paying that back was I'd send my mum a certain amount of my wages each week to her and then at every milestone at every hundred pounds we'd knock some off so it'd be a long progress type of thing We we were making good progress we were making progress we were knocking the money down And slowly but surely, we got it down and down and down. Fast forward a few months, I was working, nothing really had changed. Still gambling every week, um, living paycheck to paycheck and not progressing. And it gets to a point where I need to decide what I kind of want to do with my life. You know, being a young 19 year old, not having a clue, I decided to apply for university. So in September that year, I went off to Brighton University over in Eastbourne still had a bit of debt behind me which I didn't I was winging it at the time I didn't know how I was going to actually overcome this I said to myself the next time I ever get a large amount of money I'm going to take it more seriously however this never happened I went to university the way they work it is they pay you a certain amount of money for your maintenance loan and your tuition loan the tuition fee came out automatically I didn't have to worry about that However, the maintenance loan was for me to look after from term to term. University, I've always spoken about this being a tough part of my life, but I'd say a big part of that was because of my gambling. Instead of going to lectures, instead of hanging out with my peers that were with me at the time, I would head down to the high street, into Betfred, and I'd sit there all day watching the horse racing and placing bets. This was my pastime. This is what I was used to doing things then got to a point where i couldn't fund and i couldn't do certain things i was lucky in a way that i'd got free lunch and dinner otherwise i I wouldn't really have had much money to spend and my way at the time of dealing with my feelings and my actions was to eat that was my coping mechanism so i walked to tesco's the majority of the night i would buy about three or four huge bags of crisps, two or three massive bags of chocolate or sweets. And I'd go back to my room in complete darkness and eat them because I couldn't handle the emotions that I was feeling at the time. And I didn't want to tell anyone because I was embarrassed. If I were to give anyone one piece of advice is to come out and say something when you are struggling. It really was the lowest I've ever felt in my life can't think of a time that I felt worse than that one night I made sure none of my roommates heard me come in locked my doors turned all my lights off so if they came by my door and knocked on it they wouldn't know I was there I cried my eyes out that night when everyone went out and it was lucky because I stumbled upon a video from Gary Vee Sitting here now, a year and a bit later, I can say that video has changed my life. In the video, it talks about one, following your passion and two, not buying stupid shit, not gambling. For a young kid, this is something which stuck straight in my head. In terms of money, I was so bad with money. Anytime I got even five pounds in my account, I would want to gamble it. That's how bad I got. And in terms of following my passion, I had no clue at the time what my passion was. I had no idea what route I wanted to go down. And that's something that I'd always struggled with. So these two things really connected with me. And it was that that night I wrote a list down of all the goals that I wanted to achieve and all my favorite hobbies and passions that I had. I then spent the next couple of days not going to lectures, but this time, instead of going and betting money, I would sit in my room, writing out stuff that i wanted to achieve in my life some of the things that i wrote down were i want to clear my debt i want to live a happier life because i wasn't happy i want to get fit because i felt overweight fat and ugly so i started writing down ways that i could actually achieve each thing so every day that i was actually at university until i quit I spent watching Gary Vee. Now, when you first watch this guy, you may think he's just a businessman who is looking to make money. But at the heart of this guy is actually someone who cares. He's actually someone who wants to make a change in the world. And as soon as you see that and you actually start listening to the guy, it can really change your life. It did for me. The main thing this guy says on a day-to-day basis is to find what makes you happy, to do the things that make you happy. Being a young, impressionable 19, 18, 19 year old at the time, gambling I know didn't make me happy. So I made the conscious decision to drop out of university. I was only two months in. Two months in to university, and I'm dropping out. At the time I thought everyone's gonna think I'm a failure. But I didn't tell anyone the reason, the proper, proper reason why I was dropping out. I told them because it didn't make me happy which it didn't, but there was an underlying issue there. I started to listen to the things that Gary V was actually saying on his videos. Some of the things he said were create a podcast about what makes you happy. Center it around things that you enjoy. So that was step one that I took. I grabbed my two friends, Imran and George, and I said, let's create a podcast. If you go and look back at the first ever video we uploaded, you can tell kind of the struggles I was going through at the time. Another thing that Gary Vee actually said was to start creating daily content. So the first lockdown hit, and my last day at university, I got told that I may actually receive an extra terms worth of money. And the counselor that I had at the time, she actually advised me to pay off the remaining part of my overdraft with the money that I get through. And then just pay back that bit separately because you don't get charged interest on a student loan. So that's what i done. I paid it off. I then got an email from the student loans company to say, we need the money back that we lent you. Which was the money that I'd just paid off my overdraft with. They set up a plan in order for me to pay monthly payments back to them in order to pay it off. It was only a small amount of money, so it was kind of easy to pay back. So every time I got paid, I'd send some money over and then it would it went down and down and down. And I actually managed to pay it off. Another thing Gary V had mentioned that I'd heard was to start creating daily content. If you want to grow your personal brand, which was something I, I had in mind at the time, he said, start posting daily. I took that upon myself to start posting daily just before we created the YouTube channel. The reason I'd done this was so I could keep myself accountable, so I could lo- start losing weight. And two months later, I was too stoned down. The gambling didn't officially stop at this point it was still there even if it wasn't to the extent of how it was before so instead of addressing the issue I decided to again brush it under the carpet and try and focus on something that makes me happy like Gary V had said so I thought to myself horses since I love the sport of horse racing so much find a career path in horse racing so I've done my research. I found the stud course at the national stud, shout out national stud. And I applied, I successfully got in and I went and worked there for a bit. This was a big relief for me because I felt like I could do the thing I enjoyed, which was horses and not have the repercussions of gambling behind it. Going to, going over to Newmarket then really changed my perspective on the whole situation. It really clicked in my head while I was over there that I don't want this to be my life. I don't want to wake up every day regretting the decision that I've spent this week's paycheck on pointless shit and pointless gambling. I don't want to have regrets on not living my life to the fullest and being the happiest person I can be and maybe even lose certain people along the way because of my stupid mistakes. So for the final six weeks of being over in Newmarket, I didn't gamble. And it was the best experience I'd ever done because it was the most genuine I'd ever felt about it. I actively chose not to gamble. And working with them, having a routine every day, waking up, helping them out, giving them the assistance they need, you know, training these these foals in order to do certain things. So when they go on to be racehorses, they can actually be the best horse they can. Like, I was a part of that. I was a part of selling these horses to big time buyers at the sales. All of these kind of things opened my eyes to realize that in this industry that I love so much, there are other ways to go than just gambling. I'm extremely thankful that I've actually managed to come out the other side and realize that I had a problem and fix it before it got worse. I'm currently not gambling. And it's been eight weeks to this day that I haven't gambled. So the the main message that I kind of want to leave everyone on here is that gambling and any kind of addiction doesn't get talked about enough in this industry and in, in society. If you are ever struggling with an addiction or any kind of issue, there is a brighter light. You can get out of it. And the grass is greener on the other side. You just need to make an active change and commit to it be accountable for your own actions and stick to the goals that you set yourself I have no idea if this podcast about me has been helpful for anyone has been any good but I really do hope that now you've got a little bit more of an insight into some of the struggles that I've had in my life and you know it's, it's an ongoing battle I'm not going to be gambling for the rest of my life a small amount of money to some people is a lot to other people. So, you know, don't think your actions aren't worthy of feeling like you're down or feeling like you're sad about it. Reach out to some people, take the right steps and make progress. It's all about progress. If today is better than what you've done yesterday, that's all that matters. So stick with it. And yeah, I think that about wraps up my first ever episode on here. It's been very deep. It's It's been a great start. If you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube and you feel like you have a story to share, don't be afraid. No one's going to judge you, especially not me. So reach out to me. I'll happily have you on. Thank you very much for listening. I hope it's been informative. Until next week, I'll see you later.